Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. My name is Carly Aquilino. I'm your host, and I'm so excited. You guys know the whole spiel. I'm so excited to get into this episode today. Have a lot of emails that you all sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and a whole lot of nonsense I want to chit chat with you guys about. I actually was so excited this whole week to talk about this. I was so excited this whole week to talk about this because it's something that's been going on um, in the news and the media that I feel like <laughs> similar things have happened, but I, I feel like it's getting a little carried away now. Um, and the thing that I'm talking about is this whole fiasco with M&Ms and Minnie Mouse and all this stuff. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, let me explain. They changed the green M&M. <laughs> yes, the green M&M, you know, the cartoon M&Ms that were are on the commercials and they're all talking to each other. Apparently, the green M&M was a little too slutty. She was a little too sexy, which I didn't know she was supposed to be hot. And I don't know in what world I would know that or any of us would know that. Like, is she wh what is her deal? What is the green M&M's deal? Uh, but they changed her. <laughs> And I'm sorry, it just kills me that this is what we're doing. When there's such bigger fish to fry here, they changed her to uh, her arms aren't showing anymore. She used to have little gloves on and now they're they're full sleeves and she doesn't any longer wear boots. And and apparently uh, and they changed her posture too. she used to be kind of like posing like, oh, I'm a sexy little thing. And now she's kind of just standing there like, give me my money. You know, <laughs> and they put little sneakers and pants on her. And I don't understand why we're doing this. Which one of you is complaining? Which one of you is complaining to the M&M industry, the M&M conglomerate? I think they're owned by Mars Chocolate Company or something. I want to know who. <laughs> like, are there organizations that are going like going and fighting this? Are you picketing? Are you protesting? Like, what is. What is the deal here? And can you imagine being present in these meetings? Please, for the love of God, if you are somebody that works in this for this company, please DM me uh, or message me here. Send an email and let me know what these conversations are like in a boardroom, because I'm picturing it being like all of these people in this fancy office at this long table. And some guy is just like, I'm tired of wanting to fuck the green M&M. <laughs> Can we put pants on her? She is just too hot. The, the way she looks is a little too much for me. <laughs> it is just so silly. Why are you doing my girl like that? Why are you doing my girl like that? You took her little boots away. And I don't think that's fair. <laughs> you guys, this crap. I've been laughing about this for a week. And then did you see what they did to my girl, Minnie Mouse? They dress Minnie Mouse up. Let me let me Google exactly so I could explain to you, because I know she's got a suit on. She's got a power suit on. OK, first of all, she's seven feet tall. She looks so unbelievably tall for no reason. And I don't know why she looks tall. They, they didn't put anything to scale, but she looks like seven feet tall. OK, she no longer has her little red dress and her little yellow shoes with the bows. Now she's in a it, it's giving Kamala Harris, if I'm being honest with you, it, it is a vice president's outfit. It's a purple. Why purple? That's the worst one. A purple suit with polka dots on it. Her bows different. And I'm just like, why are we touching these things that I really have a hard time believing somebody cares about? Minnie Mouse to wear a pantsuit for Disney for Disneyland Paris's 30th anniversary. Girl, leave that leave that woman alone. This is not Minnie Mouse anymore. This is large brat lady. <laughs> I just can't handle it. I can't handle how ridiculous it is that these companies that have billions of dollars that don't give a fuck about us because we're little roaches to them. They're doing this stuff to pretend like they care about inclusivity. And that's something that I've always spoken about. I think inclusivity is important in TV and movies, especially for things that are for kids. 
right? Because I think it's important that everybody grows up and sees somebody like them on TV that they could look up to or in the media in some way. But what is Minnie now? She's just a girl that wears pants. She's not representing anyone. <laughs> I can't lie. It's, it's, I don't get it. I don't get it, please. And again, all discrepancies are welcome. Please tell me if you care about this and why. Because I don't see, I'm just kind of like, can we have bigger, you know, deal with the big issues here? Disney that has billions and billions and billions of dollars. Can we have health care or no? Because I don't see Minnie Mouse in a, in a suit really doing much. I love that they're like Stella McCartney designed her suit and no offense. I- I'm just like, are you guys fucking kidding me? <laughs> I-, I can't lie. It's not a serve. It's not a serve. Her original outfit. Now that is a moment. She's wearing little gloves. She's got her little skirt on with her polka dots and her little shoes with her little bows. Okay. She's mini. She's tiny. She's cute. Who was looking at her saying, you know what? No, it's not giving. We need to dress her up like Kamala Harris. I'm just so done. (laughs) Oh, God, like Disney gives a shit about anybody. Sorry, I'm going to have to cut that part out. But honestly, come on now. What are we doing here, babes? It's so silly. I I swear (laughs) that the M&M is still up on my screen. I can't with the M&M. They really did. They did my girls dirty. And, and, um, you know, Minnie's looking at us like, yeah, I own the company now. I own Disney because Mickey left me. I caught Mickey out. He stepped out on me and I bought my power suit. They were like, make her look less cute. Make her a businesswoman. It's like, what are we doing? God. I just think it's so funny, you guys. I'm sorry about that rant, but I've just been laughing about hysterical. I don't know why. I don't know why. I think it's because the world is literally on fire and these companies are like, look at us. <laughs> the M&M has pants on. <laughs> and I just know there's people who support it and I'm so confused. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm just so sorry. I'm so confused by it. I know. I, I have a feeling I'm going to get some emails explaining why. And I and I encourage that. Please let me know, girl. <laughs> I'm confused. But uh, okay. Let's get into these emails that you guys sent into secretkeepersclub at gmail.com. This one doesn't have a title in the subject. And we love that for you. So it says, hi, Carly and Kitties, grown adult lady here looking for some advice on how to approach other gals out in the wild. How do you make friends as an adult? I've had some success with Bumble BFF, but I'd like to try meeting people in real life. How do you balance work life and personal relationships? This seems to be really challenging. Uh, Oh, and then she gives a really good, very specific to me, which I love. Fuck, Mary kill. That's how I know you guys are real ones. Sometimes with, with the fuck, Mary kills you give. I'm like, Oh, you, you listen. And I appreciate that. You listen to my endless babbling. Uh, okay, so how to meet friends. I We get these types of emails all the time, and I think it's so, it's because it's so common. It's so relatable. It's not easy to make friends like as an adult. I could see if you're in school, you can meet people in your classes and, you know, you can meet work friends if you're working in an office or something like that, but it's really hard. And I think about it all the time because my best, best friend um, you guys hear me talk about her all the time. I think about our friendship. We've been friends for a really long time. You know, we've been there for each other. She's seen me, th- you know, through God, goddamn <laughs> about 700 relationships and has been there for me. And I always think like, you know, thank God for her. And I really feel that way. I have a lot of other friends, but she's the closest to me. Um, you know, she's like, she's my bestie. And she lives down the block from me and we love a lot of the same things and we we just know each other. And I always think about how hard it would be, you know, without having a close friend like that in my life. So I, I get it and I sympathize with you um, because they're they're hard to come across. 
they're really hard to come across. Her and I had met, we were working at a hair salon together and, and we just ended up being two, like, you know, two of the girlies. We were the receptionists. We were the two receptionist girlies. And I was so bad at my job. And she pretty much, you know, uh, like fixed everything for me. <laughs> Cause I swear to God, I worked in that salon for like two years. I did not do one thing right the whole time. And the boss really liked me because I have a good personality, but I should have been fired. And I really like want to contact her now and be like, girl, total bad business move on your end, leaving me on. But she thought I was like fun and, and cute and funny. She really loved me and she knew I was very broke. So every once in a while, if she knew like it was like Friday, like if it was a Friday, she would like give us $20 and we would be like, oh my God, I love her. But thanks. Shout out to you if you're listening to this, which I doubt, but, um, that's where I met my best friend. Anywho. Um, I think something we've kind of gotten, uh, a lot as a suggestion on here is that you can meet people like join groups even if it's a Facebook group or something like that in your community, in your town, in your city, wherever you live um, with like-minded people. So if you have a pug, join a pug group. Also invite me to that. But whatever you're interested in, it could be a fitness thing. It could be animals. It could be volunteering, art, whatever. I think that that's a good way to meet people. And something to give you a little bit of confidence is you know, think about, we, we get these emails all the time. So this is very, very common. And I'm sure that whoever you approach, I wouldn't feel intimidated by it because I think it's so common that everyone kind of feels that way. You know, everybody could use another good friend or somebody to go out with and hang out with, go get drinks, whatever. So I wouldn't be intimidated by that at all. Um, and I think it'll be fun. I think you'll end up, um, you know, if you put yourself out there a little bit, which I know is really, really the hardest part. And I get that too, but I think you'll be, I think you'll be good. I want to try and figure out a way. And I know I've spoken about this before, but that, that the secret keepers can kind of, you know, join each other or be friends with each other based on where they live. Cause this is so common that we get these emails. <laughs> um, okay. Hey, who's making noise? Who's making noise now? I don't see Stanley. I know it's not Robert because he's sitting right in front of the computer. He's like, please let me just on the podcast. Uh, Okay. So this next one says, help, am I an introvert or just a straight up loser? Uh, I was wondering how you and other secret keepers are doing socially. Okay. So this is kind of, I think this is a similar email. Are doing socially with post panty, but also not really post panty going out life. I notice myself feeling anxious if I don't go out and anxious if I decide I don't want to go out. Like part of me is saying, oh my God, girl, you need to live while you're young. But also sometimes I just want to lay. Hey, I got that. I love laying. I was wondering if it's just me or other people go through this too. The panty during, uh, the panty happened during my college years and I'll be graduating this semester early in December. So I feel like I should want to be going out and just making up for lost college time. I feel like the social media also makes it harder because it makes me feel like I should be doing something anyways. Sorry for the novel, just trying to balance without feeling like I need to quote unquote, make up for lost time. Thank you for giving me the podcast. I always look forward to it. Keep doing you girly. Love you. Oh, thank you so much. P.S. I always send my boyfriend your Instagram stories that make me laugh out loud. I think he has a crush on you now. Uh Uh-oh, girl, you better watch out. You better watch out. You better not cry when I steal your man. You know the song. That's the remix. And thank you so much. Um, I, I get what you're saying because I'm kind of I'm kind of the same way. And I've been noticing a lot l- lately too, because it's been so fucking cold girl that I don't even want to leave my damn house. Most of the time I didn't really go out this weekend. Um, I tried to put myself out there. Like I'll tell myself I'm going to go out once a week, even if it's just out to dinner, like go out with your boyfriend, go out with one of your friends or something, lunch, dinner, go shopping. Um, you know, do whatever you feel comfortable with. Don't feel like you're going to have to make up for lost time. Don't feel that way. Only go out if you want to. Um, but I tell myself like, okay, I'm going to go out, you know, this week, once a week or twice a week or whatever, because I feel that way too. I'm always like, oh, 
why don't I have a man? And it's like, well, because the only guy you talk to is your Amazon delivery guy. And he's literally smoking, smoking a blunt when he drops off your packages. So, you know, it, it could be a little bit. I don't know if it's a match. But. I get it. I get it. Give yourself time. You know, the, the pandemic has made everything really, really weird. It really has. Nothing feels the same anymore. But don't beat yourself up over it. And you have a you have a little boyfriend. You guys, why don't you do that? Tell your boyfriend, I want to go out once a week. Let's go to a bar, lounge, restaurant, whatever. Make little plans with him. Go bowling. Love bowling. I'm so bad at it. I'm very embarrassingly bad at it. And I absolutely love that about me. So this next one says, how do I stop banging on the first date? Hi, Angel Face, Carly and the Sweet Baby Princes, Robert and Stanley. First off, first off, I'm a Long Island princess and got to see you and Jesse May in Austin back in November. You posted a pic you took with me and my friend on your Insta story, and I literally felt like the coolest person on earth. I remember you. I remember you because I, I believe if this was you, we chit-chatted about you being from Long Island. I think we chit-chatted about that. She says, okay, so I just got out of a long situationship and have started getting back on the apps and trying to put myself out there. Ultimately, I would like a partner, but I want to play the field and find someone that I feel like is a great match for me. I had a summer a couple of years ago that I called slutty summer, and I really went all out and had a lot of fun, and I feel like I'm getting back into it. This past week, I went on two dates and ending up going home and sleeping with both of them, using protection, of course. Both of them talked about meeting up again, and I haven't really heard from them, which is fine. But it did get me to thinking, can a real relationship blossom after a first date fuck, or do you have to wait it out so they know you want to be in a relationship? I don't feel ashamed or bad or anything about sleeping with them, but I was wondering if now all they see me is the girl that they banged when they and they don't want to see me again. Uh, what do you, what would you do or suggest? I love you and the potty so fucking much. Oh, and then she gives, Ooh, a hot fuck, Mary kill with, with hot guys. Okay. Um, here's the thing. If a guy really likes you and really wants to be with you, he's not going to care if you, if you put out on the first date, you know, he's not going to care if you guys hook up on the first date at all. I feel like saying put out is so something my mom always says, did you put out? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just like, why did I say that? I don't know. If, have I ever said that ever? <laughs> but anywho, um, he's not going to care. He's not going to care. I think that this is all a game that we play, but at the end of the day, no matter what, if somebody really likes you and really wants to be with you, they're going to make you ha- make it happen. They're not, they're going to oversee it. And, and a lot of times you can chalk these things up to like, you guys had a great connection you did what you felt comfortable doing. Don't ever beat yourself up over doing something that feels natural to you. And if you ever feel yourself feeling bad about that uh, or like, oh, is he judging me because I slept with him? Bitch, what did he do? Takes two to tango. You know what I'm saying? I always think about that. I'm like, oh, he's judging me. Meanwhile, who, who, how did this happen? Okay. I wasn't the only one there. So if he's judging you, then he's an asshole in the first place. But, you know, it's just one of these things I, I, me and my friends, this is like a, always a topic of conversation. I feel like, because this is something that every woman that's dating and, you know, casually seeing people goes through. Um, it's just one of these things that like, just see where it goes. I kind of also feel like I'd rather almost figure that out right away. Because here's the thing. If a guy is going to just use you for sex, wouldn't you rather know after the first or second date than after dating him for six months and like dangling it in front of him or like not dangling it, but like withholding it for that reason in in particular, where it's like, I want him to know I want a relationship. I don't know that that would make him want a relationship. I think that he'll probably stick around until you guys hook up regardless. So it's like, hey, bam, boom, get it out of the way if you feel if you feel like that's what you want to do. But I've seen it a million times in life and I've been involved in situations like this, not this particular situation, but just to give you an example, when you really, really like someone, like I think about these people I really, really liked and they brought, you know, nothing to the fucking table. And I still was riding for that. (laughs) 
I would find the the little glimmer of hope and that would be the only thing that I would talk about. You know what I'm saying? So if you really have feelings for somebody, you're never going to judge them. You're not going to do it. Think of it like that. If, if they leave after the first time you hook up, better to get it out of the way right away. And that's all they wanted in the first place. You waiting a month, two months, three months isn't going to change that. I know a lot of people that slept together, <clears throat> you know, the first night or first or second date, and they end up having really great relationships. I know people who were like one night stands and then ended up getting married, you know? It's all, you know, subjective to everyone, but I really don't feel, uh, I I don't feel like there are rules to this anymore. I don't, you know, but do whatever you feel comfortable with girl. Don't feel like you have to sleep with somebody. I had a friend ask me that. She's like, do I have to sleep with him if he's taking me out to dinner? I was like, no, do whatever you want. And that's from one Long Island girly to another. Okay. <clears throat> so this next one says, hey, hi, hello. I'm in a real pickle and I don't think I can make lemonade. This is a long one. I'm sorry. I'm a huge fan. Been watching you since Girl Code and have been listening to the podcast since day one. And Mondays are my favorite only because of you. Oh, well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You guys are so nice. <laughs> um, okay. They say I got hinge and I got Hinge, which was suggested to me by my little sister. I don't know how to even use these apps, okay? Of course, I match with somebody who seems to be my soulmate, and he's cute and not intimidating, so yes, yes, yes. Well, let's just say... Sorry. Let's just say, turns out, due to my lack of knowledge on these things, that he lives freaking three to four hours away. I don't have a vehicle. I don't need one where I live. He makes plans first. Why not? So we'll meet halfway-ish. I paid their... And he brought me home. Hard, hard, hard. Have the greatest time. Seriously, it was the best. He was such a gentleman, so sweet, healthy, hot as hell, driven, funny, smart. Definitely likes me. Want to just kiss him and touch him all the time. Might be a little too, not sure how to say this, but like yoga zen vegan. Girl, if someone asked me to get a Crunchwrap Supreme right now, I would say yes. And (laughs) maybe we should get a milkshake after. But that's a whole different story. Anyway, we had the most stunning and wonderful weekend. Such good vibes. It honestly felt like we were total mutual, magical, sparkly-eyed space and ready to be in a serious relationship together, which is totally crazy. I was nervous after returning home that he may not have felt the same way, but he has yet to not send me all of the messages all day, every day, sending sweet dreams, kisses, and keeping me involved in his life and making me feel so good. But he doesn't drink. Oh, also, I jewel. And... <laughs> I couldn't the whole time or drink. So yeah, I, I didn't the whole time and I would never, and and I would do it all again because he was just so perfect in every way. He's so fucking amazing, but I would need to give up juuling and drinking. (laughs) Am I writing this email? Oh no, wait, no, I'm not because I never met a guy. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Also, not being able to cuddle, kiss or fuck or whatever I want is kind of a bummer. And I have to um, into, I have to be into all this super Zen yoga stuff, which don't get me wrong. I think is great. Just don't know if it's my way of dealing with stress or whatever. I like to make art and I have other outlets. Oh, another thing. If it was between an ocean or a snowy mountain, you better believe I'd pick the ocean. He would pick the snow. Yikes. But Hey, he calls me on the actual phone and we talk and we end up chatting forever. And he made plans for a road trip for a while. And now he's reconsidering for a few reasons, but one of them is me because he wants to make plans and be able to see one another again and again. What's a girl to do? Help please. Okay. I think here's what I think in my little heart. I think this guy is great and you're looking for reasons to not like him because you're scared because you know that you love him because he's this freaking if if I'm going to explain what I picture him as I picture him being this like long haired natural highlight you know skinny tall guy in his shoes are made out of there are those like there are those like hiking shoes all the time and he he eats so much granola that you would be you would like not even believe how much granola this guy eats right so you're like oh we're opposites but sometimes that's a good thing It's good to balance each other out. He's never done anything wrong. He's being who he's being. So I don't know 
would you need to quit drinking and smoking for him? Because you could just be who you are too. And you guys can kind of live in this happy little bubble. Don't change yourself for him. Of course. I think that, you know, smoking the jewel, I get it, girl. I smoke the jewel too. I'm not saying do that for the rest of your life. It's of course healthier to not, and maybe you'll naturally quit when you guys are together or you'll use it less. But, um, I get it. I get it. I, uh, I have been with a guy that's a vegan and it was, it was a moment, you know, it was a moment in time for sure. It's, you don't realize how much shit vegans can't eat until you date one. But this guy was not, he was just kind of like the worst in every way. And it wasn't even because he was vegan. I think this guy sounds great and you should give him a chance and see where it goes. And you guys can live, you can cohabitate together, right? But don't be afraid to jump into it because he likes the snow and he makes his shoes out of, you know, leaves from the tree. You know, I can see the energy difference being a little bit tricky, but I think it's fun. I think it's nice. And you guys, you can learn a lot from each other. That's a good thing about being with somebody that's opposite from you, you know? Okay. This next one says response to the girl who is in love with a married man. As the title said, this is a response to the secret keeper that has a flirty friendship with a married man, but she's moving away. I think, okay, so this was last week's episode. Um, this girl had written in saying she thought she was, she thinks she's in love with this guy. They're very close family friends. She knows his wife and kids and she's moving away. She doesn't know if she should tell him. And I said, I said, I don't know. I don't think she should tell him. Okay. This person says, I think she should tell him how she feels, but with boundaries such as, hey, I know you're married, so don't take this the wrong way. But I wanted to say I have a big crush on you this whole time. I really enjoy this friendship and I hope you have a nice life. Something like that. If she's right in that he's not happy in his marriage, but hasn't made the move because he doesn't want to cheat, hearing this might be nice for him and give him a little confidence boost. If his wife sucks, maybe she doesn't make him feel attractive or loved, and maybe he just needs a little confession from his crush to make him feel good. I think it would be a nice thing to do as she makes it clear she's not trying to make a move and leave it at that. Close the door and move on. Um, but again, why should we do anything to make men feel good? <laughs> that last point was, that last point was the loudest. That last point my girly made was the loudest. And I think that's what we really need to focus on. Um, okay. I get where you're coming from, but also doing this, and, and I do appreciate the other side. Like if you guys are saying the opposite or something different than what I'm saying, I appreciate that a lot because it's nice to see things from other people's perspectives and from other people's experiences. But to me, what's the end result here? At the end of this story, what's he going to do? Leave his wife? I kind of also really, really feel this way. And I apologize, but I'm always just like riding for women in this way where I think about the situation. This guy has kids with this woman. They've been married. Being a mother and a wife is, is a thankless job, to say the least. And I'm like, well, what is he doing for his wife? You know what I'm saying? Like, we don't know the nuances of their relationship. So that's kind of what I always feel in my heart in these situations, because I've had married men, men in relationships hit on me, and I just get the most icky vibes from it. You know, it's like, where's your wife? Where's your girlfriend? There's a guy that DMs me all the time. And I don't know if he thinks it's funny that I respond this way, but I never don't respond this way. He has a girlfriend that he's been with forever. And you could tell because big red flag, by the way, they're posting their relationship on the internet 24 seven, like, you know, like they're Jay-Z and Beyonce. And he DMs me and flirts and says all these things. I say, where's your girlfriend? Where is she? Because I'm like, I have, I've definitely, you know, been in relationships that I'm feeling like I'm not getting attention from him or X, Y, and Z, whatever the case may be, you know, we all go through these things. So I kind of want to give the wife the benefit of the doubt. I really do. And I, and I just don't know that I would get involved in someone else's marriage. There's too many men out there. And guess what? They're all the fucking same. <laughs> They're all the fucking same. 
put that energy toward one of the other ones, you know? I don't know. I get, I get it though. I get what you were saying where he's like, it, you know, his feelings do matter. His feelings do matter. So if he's unhappy in his marriage, but that's really a him problem. That's not a you problem. That's not something you should get yourself involved in. That's something he needs to deal with, with his wife. And if they're both unhappy, they gotta, they gotta break up or, or go to counseling or figure it out. You know, I get it though. You're, you're not wrong. You know, to the person who wrote him, you're not wrong. I understand your, your POV there. I do want to know an update on that, by the way, if you end up doing it, please loop the girlies in. I will make the hot tea. I will make the hot tea and I will be drinking and it'll be piping freaking hot when I, when I spill. Okay. So this one says, help me help my friend, please. And a fuck, Mary kill. Hello, hello, my amazingly funny, talented, and beautiful girly, Carly, and the fellas, of course, too. Wow, thank you. I love an intro like that. I'm going to get straight to the dilemma. One of my close friends, girl A, from work, shared some juicy details with me and swore me to secrecy. I did ask her if I could get help from you and the potty girlies, and she says yes. Anywho, so she let me know that when she was in middle and slash high school, over 15, 16 years ago, she dated our close friend slash coworker, in parentheses, girl B's, husband. This is a big city. And what are the odds of having date, having dated your close buddy's current husband? Well, girl A has not told girl B about the situation because she doesn't want to spark anything between them or girl B and her husband. But while we were working remotely on zoom, girl B's husband noticed girl A and mentioned to girl B that they went to high school together. At this point, girl A didn't know what to do and didn't know that girl B's husband was her ex until girl B told her his full name and asked if she knew him. Girl A said that she remembered him, but left it at that. Now, girl A is afraid to tell girl B because this is months later. It's going to look bad and won't ever go over girl B's house because she's afraid of seeing her middle slash high school ex. They've become really good friends and girl A is scared to tell girl B because telling her might affect their friendship. Personally, I can see why girl A is nervous, but I just think since it's over Jesus 15 years ago, it just shouldn't matter. Can you let me know what to do, please? Um, and then she gives a fuck, Mary kill. Okay. So I understand why she's nervous as well, because it's one of those things that you, you kind of kick yourself in the ass for not just saying, oh yeah, he was like my little boyfriend. You know what I'm saying? Just something like that. What really should have happened though, is the husband should have told her that was my little high school girlfriend, whatever. Make it because then by not saying it, by omitting that information, it does seem like you're hiding something when it could just be something that we all like, you know, chit chat and laughed about. But at the end of the day, I would just probably pull her to the side. If I was girl A, I would pull her to the side and say, can I talk to you about something? And it's so embarrassing that I haven't yet. And she'll say, yeah, sure, girly, what's going on? And you just say, me and me and your husband dated 15 or, you know, 16 years ago when we were kids. And I felt awkward telling you, but I just wanted to tell you that. And please don't be mad at me. I just don't want to omit the truth from you anymore. And she's probably going to laugh about it because it really doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you know him. He was my he was my little boyfriend. Say little boyfriend. Like, oh, yeah, he was my little boyfriend. That's all. We were little. We were we were Minnie and Mickey. Okay, pre wardrobe change. That's what I think. I think if I was the other girl, if I was your coworker, I would and somebody came to me, I would number one, she's going to understand why your friend didn't just spit it out right away. Especially if you're just like, I don't want this to affect our friendship. I really, really like you. I And there's absolutely nothing, you know, that needs to be hidden. So I don't know why I feel silly for even not saying it right away. I just didn't. I didn't know. I, I didn't know what to do. That's all. She'll be all right. We need an update on that, too. Okay. This one says something so embarrassing. Carly, tell me why it's so embarrassing when you're fully dressed and then have to take your shoes off. When you walk into someone's house and they make you take your shoes off and a bunch of adults are standing there. 
around in their jeans and socks literally is so embarrassing. I went to a Japanese restaurant recently where you have to take your shoes off, put them in a cubby and walk over to the table in your socks. And it was literally the most embarrassing moment of my life. Or waiting in line at the airport and everyone has their shoes and off and stands around with funny mismatching socks. The vibe is so awkward because we're so embarrassed for ourselves and each other. Can you think of something more embarrassing? I can't. I a thousand percent agree with you. Adults wearing socks around is super weird. Unless we're best friends, like I get the thing. Like if you're at a gathering and it's just all a bunch of people in their 30s in their fucking socks, it's like, what are we, what is a silly sock day? Why are we doing this? Feels like a violation. Feels like I took off my underwear. When you see my socks. I a thousand percent, I a thousand percent um, understand. And, and to piggyback off of that, something that I uh, know is very embarrassing for me because I try and make it happen as little as possible is walking in somewhere alone. I'm never going to find you. Meet me outside. That's how I feel about it. If my friends are inside, come out. Okay, let's all meet out in the front and fucking walk in together because I'm never going to find you. I'm going to look like an idiot walking around looking for my friend. Where's my friend? Where's my friend? I can't find you. Meet me outside. That's how I feel. I went into a bar the other day to meet up with somebody and I walk in and I'm just like, where where are they? (laughs) I feel like a little baby. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. (laughs) That wearing a jacket is embarrassing. Um, what else is the other thing? Oh, when you're out with somebody and they go to the bathroom and you're just sitting there like a fucking crazy person, like looking at the art on the wall at a fucking PF Chang's. (laughs) you know what i'm saying it's just like okay like give me a puzzle or something while you're gone i can't be alone i can't do it so i'm sitting there like am i going on my phone right now and i have been doing that where i'll like be out and then i'll text my other friends like my friend went to the bathroom what's going on i have to look busy so embarrassing okay anywho Okay, this one says, please help me before I lose my mind. Hello, Carly and the Beebs. First of all, sorry for the novel. I'm writing you because I have no idea what to do. I've asked friends, family, and I'm to the point of regrettably oversharing to literally everyone who slightly inquires about my life. And that just gives me the ick. Okay, so to the point. Like most of these other emails start out, I have a boyfriend. We've been together for three years and we're living together. My problem is that I want all the boyfriend stuff that you see typical guys doing for their girlfriends, you know, like flowers, little notes or whatever, him telling me sweet things, posting me on social media, opening doors for me, just all of those things, really. I've expressed to him multiple times that he says that telling me sweet things makes him feel uncomfortable or awkward, uh, which I can't understand, which I can understand to a certain point, but I feel like after three years together, there shouldn't be too much that you're uncomfortable doing around the other person. Right. I'll let go and say, okay, I don't want you to do something you're uncomfortable with. And then I'll post pics and sort of just get reassurance and affection from him and from just absolute randoms who follow me. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. She said, and then I'll post pics and get that sort of reassurance and affection from other randos who follow me. Okay. I understand. I understand where you're coming from. I find it harmless and I never reply to any guys or anything, but maybe it's just a little devious too. A girl just wants to be called pretty. Damn it. I know he's capable of saying those things because he did when we first got together. And to be honest, I've snooped to see and seen when he's gone all out complimenting other women prior to me. I roll. Anyway, I've just asked for little things several times, whether it be giving me reassurance or compliments, getting me some flowers, or just literally sitting with me and talking about anything because I absolutely love in-depth conversations, but he always has to have the TV on or his phone in hand, whereas I can drive around and just talk to someone until 4 a.m. in complete nirvana. I understand that people get comfortable and feel as though they no longer have to uphold these standards in relationships, but I feel like it should, but I don't feel like it should be this way. Uh, 
So my questions are, am I asking too much and being too needy of my partner? Should I respect his boundaries and not make him feel uncomfortable? Am I too high maintenance and maybe crazy for expecting my boyfriend to act like we're in a rom-com? Am I settling? Is he being lazy and making excuses? Do I just need therapy I'm unaware of and why I just uh, need any of these things from him at all? Thank you so much for the great pods and making such a comfortable space for all of us to listen and relate to one another. Oh, well, thank you so much. My pleasure. Um, okay. I've been here. I've been here where I'm just like, um, hello. How come when I walk down the street, you know, some random guy will say, hey, girly, and you don't do that to me. You look beautiful today. Okay, why is an 87-year-old man waiting for the bus telling me that and not my boyfriend? You know what I'm saying? It makes it like I, I get where you're like you're seeking validation from social media and things like that because it's kind of gives you this feeling or at least this is how I felt when it was happening to me. Like, uh, like okay, my own boyfriend doesn't even think I'm cute. What the hell? Have you seen my freaking crocheted vests collection? Because if you don't think that's cute, that's your bad. But I'm definitely a baby and need to hear these things pretty often. Not calling you a baby, but you know what I'm saying. I think that's like a love language. You know, I think your love languages are different. I don't think that this means that he doesn't feel this way about you. Um, But I do think. I do think he should. You know, even if it makes him feel a little uncomfortable, I understand respecting his boundaries, but I do think that he should want you to feel this way. So in whatever way that he can express it to you, he should be doing that. Um, If it's not being complimentary and saying you look beautiful today or whatever, um, get you a little card or chocolate or something like that. I think that those things you know, people are so quick to just be like, I'm comfortable in this relationship. I don't need to do these things for my person anymore. And this is everyone. This isn't just men. Um, but you do, you do. It's important to show somebody that you love, that you appreciate them and that you love them and that you think they're hot, sexy, pretty, and fly. Okay. That's just my opinion. I'm going to need that till the day I die from somebody that I'm with. And that's why I'm single. (laughs) much to ask. How come my mom tells me I'm cute every single day and you can't? Rat. So that's really how I feel about it. I'm not asking too much and I'm tired of apologizing or thinking I'm crazy for fucking wanting the bare minimum from somebody when I bring the everything to the table. Okay. And that's the vibe you need to be on too. I don't feel bad about it. You're not asking for too much. It's not a rom-com for your boyfriend to say that you're hot. You know what I'm saying? He should be doing some little gestures, get me flowers, get me chocolate, get me my favorite, whatever. I don't need you to, I don't need you to freaking Venmo me seven Bitcoins. Can I have a pack of Skittles and a compliment or what? Rat. That's it. I'm not apologizing for wanting to feel special in a fucking relationship. I'm committing to you. I'm giving you the, you know, all the good things. I'm not out here being a little floozy because I'm with you. So guess what? Be nice to me or you're out. If if giving compliments isn't his love language, he should be doing something. Just do something different. It's not that hard. It's not that hard. And it's not asking too much. You even said it yourself. You said he used to do this when you guys first started dating. So he's capable of it. Maybe I'm being a little too, maybe I'm being dramatic about this, but that's really how I feel. Okay. This one says, let's see. This one says, this one's a doozy, girly. Carly, hi. Okay, I love you so much and your cats are gorgeous. Okay. Okay. So you need some background here before I get to my main point. I don't have very many friends and I like to keep my circle small. My last group of friends sort of turned on me because one of our friends, let's call her M, got this weird jealousy thing over me and completely manipulated my friends into thinking that I didn't like them anymore, all while pushing me away. Um, since then, some of my friends who have turned on me have apologized, proving that I was right this whole time. Realizing I've been right this whole time has made me reflect on some of my 
my other friends. My quote unquote best friend, let's call her Amanda, has a pattern of really self-centered behavior. She's a Leo and she pulled some attention getting stuff at my baby shower and my wedding. Anyway, Amanda always agreed that M did me dirty, but Amanda never stopped hanging out with M. M would talk mad shit about me in front of Amanda and Amanda would just ignore it, I guess. Anyway, since my old friends have been saying the truth to me about M and apologizing to me and dropping M, it really validates that I was right the whole time. And it makes me feel weird that Amanda never stopped being friendly with M. Amanda and M were never anything more than just Instagram mutuals and only hung out a few times where I've taken trips with Amanda and we've considered each other best friends. Sorry if this was rambly. There are years of context I had to explain. Basically, do you think I should keep pursuing a friendship with someone who is very often self-centered and who is cool with people who don't, who have done you truly dirty? How do I bring this up to her? And I don't, that I don't really like who she is as a person anymore. I think you need to bring it up. Something that I require, if you're going to be friends with me, we have to hate the same people. There's no way around it. I mean, even if I dislike someone, you have to dislike them too. It's really that simple for me because that's just what I need. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We could, we could, you know, have disagreements about stuff like that. But I do think what's very telling to me in this whole email is that she didn't defend you when this girl was talking shit about you. To me, that's conversation. That's a conversation that needs to be had. Cause you know, this girl's talking bad about you and you would expect your friend, especially your best friend to step up to the plate and say, Hey, don't just simple. Don't talk about my friend like that. That's all. I've done it. People have done it for me. It's really that simple. A good friend doesn't sit there and listen to somebody else talk shit about their best friend. It's just not what it is. So I would sit her down and say, listen, it really hurt me that you didn't um, defend me more when this whole fight was happening. You never stopped hanging out with her. You didn't mention anything to her about it that I know. And I just wanted to let you know that I would have done that for you. So it tells me a lot about who you are as a person and it, it hurts me. That's all. And see what she says. She's going to be like, I never did anything. You know, that's pretty much what it's going to sound like when she responds to you. But you, I just simply can't let people think that they pulled one over on me. So I would have to say something. I don't know if you're going to get closure from it, but you'll at least be able to sleep at night, not having this hanging over your head and knowing that you, you defended yourself and you stood up for yourself. And that's really all that matters in these situations. Cause a lot of times they don't end the way that we would ideally like them to, but I got to call people out on their shit. I live for it. I live for it. I'm like, you're full of shit. That's what I tell everyone. If someone's being full of shit, I'm like, you're full of shit. I don't like it. Get away. Bye-bye. We're done. You're done. Immediately, no. Uh, okay, so let's get to these fuck, Mary kills. There was another email that was just a fuck, Mary kill I saw. Hold on. Let me, let me get it. Wow, did I just hold a tune? Did you guys hear that? Testing, testing, one, two, three. I'm going on American Idol. Okay. So these are three, there's three fuck Mary kills here. Two of them are so specific and so me and almost so similar. Um, but they're a little different. So let's start off with this first one. Trader Joe's hold the cone. That's number one. Number two is avocado and honey. And number three is diet Coke. Now this is really not nice to do to me. I'm going to marry diet Coke because I I'm going to ride for Diet Coke till the day I die. And it might be the reason that I die and I don't care. Because that's how much I love Diet Coke. You know how we we talked earlier about making excuses for the people you love? I do that with Diet Coke. People are like, it, it's so bad for you. It's going to kill you. It can take the pain off a car. I'm like, that's good. I don't care. Because I'm running on fuel here. Okay. And Bill Gates drinks 40 of them a day. So he's the smartest. He's the smartest guy I know. Granted, he did drink that poop water, and I don't want to talk about it anymore. Anywho, um, I'm marrying Diet Coke. I am, you know, I want to fuck avocado and honey because it is a frequent snack, and it's healthier. Like, it's healthier, but at the same time, it, 
I'm going to have to kill avocado and honey because Trader Joe's hold the cone. I mean, just come on, let's, let's call a spade a spade here. Eh, it might be a little bit, you know, worse for you, but I think I would look forward to it more. And I, in fact, have an entire box of it in my fridge right now, and I'm going to eat one when I'm done with this. So I'm going to have to kill avocado and honey, even though it pains me to do so. I hope my avocados don't hear me. Um, okay. And then the next one is Ryan Gosling, Ryan Reynolds, and Ryan Philippi. Wow. Ryan Philippi. Haven't seen that boy in a while. Um, okay. You got to kill Philippi, right? Even though he was cute. I think you're marrying Reynolds. That's it. And then, and then Philippi's got to go, but you got to marry, you got to marry Reynolds, right? He seems so funny. Like, I don't know him personally. I know people that know him and they were like, he's the funniest, best, coolest, nicest guy ever. So I'm just like, I'm marrying, I'm marrying him, but I would never take him away from my girly Blake Lively. And that's a fact. I would never disrespect my girly like that, but I'm, I'm being put, I'm, I'm pushed into a corner now. We, we love, we stand, we live. Okay. The next one is Dwayne, the rock Johnson diet Coke or Trader Joe's. And you guys know me too. Well, I'm going to, no, I can't marry diet Coke twice, twice in once in one minute. I think I'm going to marry Trader Joe's in this situation. The store is a unit. I would like to be married to it. I would like to be married to that. And you might be saying, hey, girl, why are you not marrying the one man that's in this equation? Because I love Trader Joe's more. Because Joe has been there for me more than Dwayne has. And snacks over everything is my vibe. I'll get it tatted on my ass if you dare me to. So we're marrying Trader Joe's. Who's the... Yeah, we got to go with... We got to kill Diet Coke. And and I never thought this would happen. And and I think that's why you guys did did this to me. I think that's why you guys did this to me because you knew I would have to kill Diet Coke in this situation because there's no way I'm killing Dwayne. How would you even do that? A bear tranquilizer? I'm all set. I would never kill that man. He's the nicest, sweetest angel I've ever seen grace the screen of my phone and my TV. So that's that. But I love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Tune back in again next Monday. Um, Send in questions to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com and just be freaking nice to each other and stay safe and warm. If you're on the East Coast, we got a gosh darn snowstorm pain in my butt. And I love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye.